Welcome to episode 47 of the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. I'm Brian Fisher. In the previous episode, 46, our guest was Chris Prangley, B2B sales expert. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you run a successful, profitable business. They're approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. Hopefully, you'll find one or two takeaways to implement per episode. Today, our guest is Greg Nutter, founder of Soliquin Inc., based in San Diego, California, where he helps business owners and senior sales executives solve revenue growth problems through direct, indirect, or multi-channel sales models. With over 35 years of experience, Greg has worked with a wide range of companies to develop strategies, programs, processes, and tools to grow revenues, enter new markets, increase sales consistency, and develop skilled sales, channel, and management personnel. In addition to his work with startup and mid-market companies, Greg has had a unique opportunity to contribute to the success of many global organizations in the manufacturing, distribution, services, and technology industries. He has also had the opportunity to train over a thousand sales professionals and offered his expertise on a wide range of sales and channel performance topics through hundreds of executive briefings, workshops, and keynote speeches throughout North America, South America, Asia Pacific, and Europe. Let's welcome Greg Nutter. Greg, welcome to the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Well, thank you for joining today. Greg, I'm always interested in people's stories. What's your background in becoming a highly successful sales performance consultant and author? Well, I had a bit of a pen, what I would call a pendulum type journey in my sales career, which was very helpful in understanding you know, really what selling is. First company I worked for, I was doing telesales on 100% commission, where almost no one had any kind of sales training. Uh, there, and I'm sure many of your uh, listeners have been in those kind of situations, you had to figure things out fast or you starved to death. Fortunately, I managed to succeed and do quite well in the business. From there, I joined Xerox, which back in the day was well known as one of the best places to learn how to sell. It was like night and day over my previous company. There, I progressed from selling computer technology to becoming a sales trainer, then a sales manager, and eventually a general manager of major accounts. After Xerox, I again find myself going back and forth between organizations who really understood selling and those who didn't have a clue. And I think this helped me gain a lot of clarity around what worked, what didn't, and what training and management processes were needed to bridge that gap. Well, in addition to holding senior management positions, you've consulted with quite a number of companies, both small and some very large. What do you see as the common thread that enables you to excel at both? Well, the key thing that has really helped me is my experience as both a, what I call a doer and a coach. Over the years, I've come across some really excellent doers, people who are truly high performers at either selling or sales leadership. The problem is that many of them aren't really that good at transferring those skills to others. I've also come across some really excellent sales trainers, people who are exceptional at getting others to understand key concepts, and they have the ability to coach these people to high, the levels of high performance. 
However, a lot of sales trainers or trainers in general tend to be light in real world experience. So what sets me apart is that I have a deep understanding of both. A lot of experience in sales and sales management roles, while also having spent a lot of time coaching and developing others. Well, how do you help companies create a consistently high-achieving sales team without forcing anyone through a long, complex ordeal? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, it can be a long, complex ordeal. But I guess the uh, key thing to keep in mind is developing a high-achieving sales team is a journey, not a destination. So it's not a light switch that you turn on and it happens. And it requires a combination of two things. I think there's good selling processes and good sales management processes. And it's really hard for a sales team to excel if you don't have both. Because B2B selling has a lot of elements to it, which are really quite different, you have to have some sound processes in place to keep you on track. For example, you need good prospecting processes, call management processes, deal management processes, account management processes, and even territory management processes. And each of these things are quite different. So while many people think selling is an art, and more and more research today points to the fact that B2B selling is more of a science that requires a methodical approach in order to be consistently successful. We're speaking with Greg Nutter, successful sales performance expert and author of the new book, P3 Selling. Greg, what inspired you to write your book, P3 Selling, The Essentials of B2B Sales Success? And who's your target audience? You may have mentioned earlier, I've been involved in consulting uh, for the past 17 years for a wide range of companies, both very large and very small. And I've been involved in that consulting at both an operational and skill development capacity. As I go from one project to another, I was struck by how many sellers, both junior and senior, were making the same kinds of mistakes, doing the same bad things. And as a result, they were achieving at best mediocre performance. As we are all aware, Brian, you're certainly aware, there's no shortage of sales training materials available. There's millions of books, thousands of trainers, hundreds of selling methodologies. But clearly this body of knowledge either isn't being used or simply doesn't work. So my idea was to document what in my experience I found to be the most, three most important elements to achieve B2B selling success, which coincidentally all start with the letter P, hence the title of my book, P3 Selling. Originally, my target audience was a person right out of school, found themselves working in sales for a company that offered no real sales training, kind of where my career started. But the more organizations I worked with, the more I saw the need for a sales refresher or a reference guide for the, the tenured seller, someone who had been at it a while, but had forgotten what the key elements were that made them successful. As I was near the end of writing my book, I realized there was a third audience, the sales manager, that person who was looking for a structured approach they could use to both train and manage their teams. Well, let's expand on the key elements that enable sellers to be consistently successful in B2B sales. I seem to remember four key ones from your book. The first is understanding the difference between clerking and selling. Sure. What is that difference? <laughs> Good question. So early in the book, I make a distinction between what I call clerking and selling. Clerking is about giving information and then asking for the order. 
give information, I ask for the order. If someone says no, I give a little bit more information and then ask for the order. It's kind of what happens in consumer selling, and we've all seen it in bad B2B selling. The problem is this kind of selling doesn't work in a B2B sales environment where the sales environment is much more complex. So true selling is about creating awareness. In fact, on the cover of my book, there's a light bulb. I call it creating light bulb moments. And it's a requirement in B2B selling because of the complexity of it. It's complex around a company's buying decision process. And it's complex with regard to the solution that you're selling, where the linkage between a product feature and a customer benefit is not obvious. Creating awareness doesn't happen by giving information. It happens by asking certain kinds of questions. Well, the next one is uh, focusing on the three most critical predictors of B2B sales success. What are those three most critical predictors? Yeah, it's the P3 in selling. First P is problem. What problems does a customer have that we can solve? They business-related problems or personal problems? How important are they? And how would you quantify the impact associated with not solving them? The second one is people. Who's involved in a buying decision process? There are what we call problem people, and there are process people. And they each have different perspectives on what's important and how can we go about solving these problems. And lastly, there's something I talk about called decision influence. Who has got both power and motivation to play a strong role in deciding what that decision is? Process is about how, uh, how's the company going to make a buying decision process? What does it look like? What are the steps involved, the people, the criteria they're going to use? Who are they? And based on where people are in that buying decision, what are the best selling actions that a salesperson should be taking? Well, the third one is rethinking the seller's role in the customer's buying decision. Yep. That one, I'm sure I will get and have gotten over the years a lot of pushback from sellers on that. If you ask salespeople today and you say, what is your role as it relates to getting a customer to buy your solution? I hear two things often. One is I'm the relationship manager between their company and mine, sort of manage the the relationship and the interface between different people. And I go, okay. And other people tell me, no, my job is to be the expert on our product, our solution, know all the features and the capabilities. My thinking is those should all be secondary. The key role today is to be an expert or a guide on the best way to buy, to make a buying decision for your kind of product. What people should be involved, what criteria should be used, what steps should be taken, what information should be used so that customers see you as a consultant on the buying process and not a product seller. Well, the fourth one is consistently following best practice processes in the four key areas. What are those key areas? So at the end of the book, we introduce uh, something we call the P3 Selling Playbook. A lot of organizations have playbooks around best practices to sell their kinds of products to their focused customers. In here, we document best practices in those four areas, and they are as follows. First is prospecting. 
which is all about creating the best messaging, delivering that message, and a cadence around following up on the prospecting. Second one is call management. So uh, how do I conduct the call, both from a high-level objective standpoint and from a detailed flow? Deal management or opportunity management, being able to see where you are in a deal process, in in the process of managing a deal and deciding what are the best actions we should do now to maximize our success of winning. And the last is pipeline management where you use your pipeline to prioritize your activities. What are the things that I need to work on today, you know, tomorrow and the week after, and uh, to ensure a steady flow of revenue? So without those four key processes, uh, it's really, really hard to be consistently successful. We're speaking with Greg Nutter, successful sales performance expert and author of the new book, P3 Selling. Greg, are there any other takeaways you'd like people who read your book to embrace? You know, in the old, old days, it was like, get out there and talk about your product and hope you got a sale. But today, good selling is not all about going out there and winging it. People who are really good at it, you know, you might look at them and say, hey, these guys are naturals or these girls are naturals. But actually, it requires some advanced planning, requires the need to follow a process and regularly reflecting on what's working for you and what's not. In the book, I spent a fair bit of time emphasizing this. And at the end of each chapter, there's a section where the reader can plan out how they will use the P3 selling concepts in their world. Well, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add? Maybe just one thing. Why this book and why now? So over the past few years, we've seen a number of researchers predict that we'll need fewer salespeople in the future. Even the U.S. Department of Labor agrees that the number of sellers over the next five to 10 years is going to decline. But what's important to note is that not all sales jobs are going away. It's the clerking jobs that are going away. Computers, particularly, you know, with uh, artificial intelligence, do a far better job of clerking than people do. And they can do it cheaper, much more reliably. However, in jobs involving complex selling, the B2B selling jobs, they require skills in influencing and being able to guide prospects on how to make good purchasing decisions. Those jobs are on the rise. So my message to your listeners is that if you plan to make a career out of B2B selling and you don't want to find yourself sidelined in a few years, now is the time to start developing the capabilities necessary to not only survive, but thrive. Well, Greg, how can people get in contact with you? Thanks, Brian. My website is p3selling.com or on LinkedIn. If you look for the P3 Selling Company page, certainly reach out. Love to hear from you. Get your comments on your book and how else we can help you be successful in the brutal world of B2B selling. Greg, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCF ORG podcast, The Business of Business. Thanks, Brian. My sincere thanks to Greg Nutter for being our guest. Managing the performance of your company is one of the most important things you do as a leader. This podcast is on over 20 directories. Subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast. In search, type BCFORG. Be sure to leave a space between BCF and ORG.
Feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, comments, ideas, or potentially be a guest like Greg, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol's on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. All the podcasts are available by clicking on the website podcast page in the reference bar. These podcasts will be released the first and third Tuesday each month. In the next episode, 48, our guest will be Tracy Bissett, discussing financial planning and financial freedom. In business, running a successful, profitable business is the ultimate scorecard. You're never done and can always be better. It tends to be more fun than work, frustrating at times, but can be very rewarding. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.